Toronto Maple Leaf fans have to go back to the third week in October when they were 2-4-1. The last time this hockey club lost three games in a row. And yet, that's where the Toronto Maple Leaf fans woke up this morning. Leafs lose 4-3 in overtime to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, and the star of the show, Sammy McKee. Hello. Who is... (laughs) We said, did we not say Sammy would have been 50-50 to show up today if no. the Leafs lost? Does that include they over- got a point. Does that include overtime? Pushed them over the hump to show up. I said that I wouldn't come in if they lost to Columbus. I was lying, obviously. But, yeah, you know, they, it was overtime. It was a more palatable loss, I guess, than the other ones. But, yeah, uh, it, I came in. I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Let's talk about the Leafs. And it just seems that uh, that's the sense that's a sense that at least you got from Sheldon Keefe that, yes, it's a loss, but somehow, some way, this one feels better than the one out of Montreal, JB. Yeah, I guess not going down 5 nothing to the Montreal Canadiens is going to be more palatable than palatable, whatever, than, uh, <laughs> than basically anything. So, yes, uh, better than awful. It's like... Instead of eating dog food, they got to eat expired food, people food or something, but still bad. I thought they played well at least, though. You know, sitting here today, you know, they outshot them 32-13 to 13 over the, the last two periods of that game. Uh, I thought they controlled the run of play. I don't know, could have used a save or two, could have used one or two to go in. Before we uh, further expand those thoughts, let, let's go to Sheldon Key for an overall thought uh, of the game last night. I thought our effort structurally was entirely better than it was last night uh, so I was happy with that even in the first period I mean I thought uh, Columbus certainly uh, excuse me won the territorial game in the, in the first period our guys were recalibrating a little bit in terms of how we were asking them to play and, and you could see that they were really focused on it uh, so it took away from some of our offensive play and our puck play and but I, I like that we defended uh, in that period despite losing the territorial game, didn't give up a whole lot in terms of quality looks. So that was good. And then we built on that into the second period, which I thought was an excellent period. Um, The exception of the line A goal, uh, you know, it's it's as perfect a period as it could probably be in terms of our structure, in terms of carrying play, all those kind of things. And then, you know, we we take that penalty late at the end of the second. And, you know, that's that's the one there that we we can't take that. One of the... uh... My favorite parts in the show is is going to Sheldon's clips because mm-hmm. there are times when he he gives us a lot. I got a ton out of that. Did you? I mean, I'm not as much as you apparently. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you got. Yeah, I, I, no, I feel like a student is like, did I miss the underlying message? Yeah. What was it? No, he, this <laughs> this is what I got out of that. That th- there is a change of philosophy a little bit on the Leafs going on right now. Mm-hmm. And what I got out of that is uh, recalibul- uh, recalibul- uh, recalibration. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> on how we play. Uh huh. That's this is t- this is a team that's been built over the years on high octane offense, skill, 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 puck possession, making plays, and creating. Mm-hmm. So there's there's the philosophy change. It went from less offense, not worried about that, right? Puck possession, not worried about that. 
defense now. Yeah. Defense. Well, That's what I got out of that comment. You know, that that makes a lot of sense. I actually, um, so I wrote something today and I, I talked about team identity and you and I talked about identity a little bit yesterday. And I looked at the Tampa Bay Lightning prior to winning their Stanley Cups and they were a team that scored and scored and scored. But it wasn't until they made the changes, and I guess you'd call that a recalibration, where yes. they got Goodrow and Coleman and Savard, and they said, we know we can score. We got to do this other stuff, too. That kind of feels like the crossroads where the Leafs are at. Yes. And what they're trying to do. And I don't know if it's going to work. Well, I think you need and different I, people. I don't, I don't think you need different priorities. You I, need I'm different just, people. I'm just wondering now, is there enough time to change, recalibrate, mm-hmm. Is the word now. Yeah. This is a different philosophy because it doesn't bold to their strengths. And we know what their strengths are. Puck possession, skill, skill, skill. I didn't get that out of his comments. But I do think if you recalibrate, that's the word of the day. Sesame Street. Ding, ding, ding. Phrase the pays, whatever it That's is. That's a very uh, palatable term by you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely palatable, eh? <laughs> yeah, um, That's what's going on right now. Yeah. So if, though, that, you know, you do recalibrate and make that your priority, this Leafs team's still going to score. Like, I don't worry. I, I know it dried up in the playoffs. I know it did. But they were without Tavares. They were unlucky at least a little bit. I still think this team can score if you recalibrate no, no, and focus no, no. on defense. no. They will continue to score because that's the way they've been programmed. Oh, that's and you are not you are not snapping your fingers and now coming to the rink tomorrow and stressing defense, defense, defense. These guys are built like thoroughbreds, and they're running the moment the gate opens. And we saw that again last night. We saw them exchange some chances, Mm -hmm. and there are times when. Guess what? Habits are hard to break sometimes. Yeah. Well, and the, the line A goal, which he mentioned, was their only mistake in the second period, was Matthews. Like, Riley is jumping up in the rush. It's a three-on-two. At that point, you don't need to be the fourth guy on the rush. You need to be like, oh, are there two guys behind me? I'm a defender now. You know, I am, I am filling in for that spot. If you interviewed me to be a head coach in the NHL today and you asked what my philosophy was, how would I win a Stanley Cup? I think if you can convince offensively talented players to make defending the priority, the goals will come. Because when you defend, yeah. you create opportunities the you, other way. It's just, it's the instinct so, when you get the puck. And Matthews does that most of the time. Well, you, most you, of the time. You, I agree you, Matthews is good. But he didn't do it last night. You Not on that play, anyway. Not on that play. So it, it is, that's part of what you're talking about with the recalibrating isn't just simply as shifting gears and it's going to happen. Like there's going to be some... So let's just shift a little bit more here mm-hmm. because we saw uh, Ilya Labushkin make his debut with the Toronto Maple Leafs mm-hmm. and I'm watching this and I'm watching, again, the big picture from 40,000 feet above and I'm watching this Leaf roster, not just this year, but over the years. And I go, Sesame Street, one of these things just doesn't belong. Well, and that's Lubushkin. I'm sorry, but when you've gone skill, 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 and you go to your scouts years ago and say, five, nine, six, three, I don't care. You get me the most skilled guy out there. That's not him. 
No. Okay. What do they call him? The the Russian bear yeah. last night? I saw a little Clydesdale out there. Well, I mean, so is this a bad thing, though? Is this a criticism or a compliment? Because it's everything we've said that the Leafs have needed and what lacked, it, what right? It, what it is, though, is just something that goes against the grain. And, and I'm and seeing... And I think this is a crucial conversation. I'm seeing, like, a shift here. Mm. And when, when we've seen third pair D they've they've built the philosophy and even Sheldon Keep he wanted his third pair D over the years they're high they're they're skilled guys Dermot's they starting the Ozo more than guy, any other D right yeah and they are puck possession guys they don't the tendency is to make plays handle the puck Mm-hmm. Highly skilled uh, 360s and regroups and short three-foot passes out of the zone. Yep. That's not Labushkin, man. That guy, like, when we talk about... By the way, minus the one goal, I loved this game last night. We, when we talk meat and potatoes... Um, he's just potatoes and potatoes. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's, no, he's not potatoes. He's just a slab of beef. Is that what it is? Okay. He's cooked. Just, he's, he's just the roast. Listen, okay? I saw him try to slash someone last night, and I was like, oh, that was refreshing. Yeah. You know, took but a swing. But, it, but it's, I know the, we'll get to the point. When you get a guy like Labushkin, you, this is going again to the philosophy of what we just spoke minutes ago. It's as if the highly skilled guys got to dummy down their game because this guy is high and hard off the glass. This guy is. This guy's not handling ways, the puck. He's not handling the puck. He's not making nifty little plays. He is running people over, and he's closing down cycles, and he's battling. And sometimes he's going to. I still can't tell if you think this is good or bad. I just don't know. I don't know. I think it could be. Okay, it could be good. It could. It could be a disaster. He, he could be with the Marlies by it the end of the is year. Different. He could be a healthy scratch. He could be with the Marlies in a month. Yeah. Or he could be something that the Leafs need. But his play and the and the style that the Leafs have been are night and day. They are. That's the point I'm trying to make. And it's a great point. And so I think, you know, part of what I wrote about today is, are you better with the identity that the Leafs have? Are you better to lean into it? and say, okay, you know, we need a new third-pair guy or second-pair guy. Let's get a Chikrin or a Klingberg or whatever the fantasy may be, but someone who is skilled and makes plays and dangles and all that. Or are you better? And so to me, that's what Calgary did. They went out and got Daryl Sutter more beef. They got a bunch of pieces of beef because he likes beef. He's a farmer. as a whole herd of them now. (laughs) If you are the Tampa Bay Lightning, they didn't go out and add Klingberg and Chikrin. They added... A little bit of beef to go around with the, the no garnishes. The, no, yeah, they, no garnishes. But Tampa Bay, they mixed it up to go with a different style. They went against their identity, which was offense first. So, what are the Leafs? What are the Leafs? Should they add the skill or should they add the beef? Because we've been sitting here saying they need beef. Now they got beef, and it's like ah, it doesn't work. Beef is Plan B. <laughs> well, they, it is. This is not Plan A. So, but Plan A failed five times in the first round. And that just goes back to my original point that. Uh, if you're going to now take away less skill and not worry about puck possession and cycles and just think defense first, then it favors Labushkin. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily favor Willie Nylander. No, but, you know, to me, it's like because of what you mentioned, that they are naturally inclined to get over the boards and go. 
That's just the way they are wired, programmed. They've done it their whole careers. To me, if you try and pull them in the other direction with the, all your might and you get them to move a little bit, that's all he's trying to do because <laughs> okay. you're never yeah. going to turn okay. them into a bunch it's, of guys who are playing it, like it, Calgary it, if, here. If you've been like this for four years, is is 30 games left in the season enough to get you ready for the playoffs? I mean, should they have done this from the get-go, tried to make def- defending the priority? But do you remember when they, Sheldon first came in, the amount of guys that would turn back in the neutral zone? They'd get up to the blue line, run it back like yes. a soccer team. Oh, yeah. it, it was, was horrible. Like, it actually was pretty bad. It was like, oh, Pierre Engvall, if I watch you turn around one more time, I'm going to... Oh. And now it, it's almost as if they're asking them to pull back a little bit, like you said. Yeah. And it might be a good thing, and they could adapt, or they can say, screw that, man, I'm going to get my goals. It's actually, it might end up being a pivotal moment in Sheldon Keith's relationship with the team if he is going to change their priorities. And, you know, he didn't expressly say that's what they're trying to do, but I agree that, you know, that implication is there and that listening to him, that's been the direction. After what I've seen in the last week, 10 days, I wouldn't even allow this team to pinch. I'd take that away. Would you really? Yeah, I would. So you'd go all in on yeah, this Yeah, I'd go all in. Just to see. Well, yeah. first of all, are they adaptable? I'd love to watch Lilligren tell him okay. he can't pinch. I don't think you know how to play. Yeah, I, that's a great question if okay. they are. I'd like to see. Important if, playoffs. If to I be told able to play you for ways. the next two games, no pinching. I don't give a <laughs> what you guys do. No pinching. Yeah. Can they do that? Oh, boy. It'd be hard. Honestly, it's, it's like how I see Lilligren and Sandine so far up. I shouldn't even put those two together. They're just two very aggressive, up the ice type guys. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. um, fascinating to, to find out if they can. But, but if they're just uh, – that's, that's what I witnessed last night, especially yeah. listening to Sheldon, is that uh, all of a sudden everything over the years has been high-octane, skill, 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 yeah. puck possession. Yeah, a little uh, turn. And now it's, it's turning a little bit, and it may be a good thing. You ask me, Labushkin, good or bad? I, I, I don't know. All I know is I'm seeing a, a, a different – Hey, where's the beef? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> where's the beef? We know where the beef is. It's interesting that he's... I, I kind of agree with Barney about telling him not to pinch. It's just so play the exact opposite game of all the guys? No, no, no. It's it's just an exercise on discipline. And I know what you mean. It's an exercise on, uh, you know, how, how coachable are you guys? You know, how how... How much are you willing to listen? And I said it from the beginning of the year. I, I don't care if Austin scores 60 goals. I don't. I'd rather have 40 and and never give mm-hmm. that, that rush up last night. I feel like Austin has to get 55 and just get it over, <laughs> just get it over with. Oh, get it over with. So, so Leaf he can Nation like, right just, now. No, but just mentally for him so he can like really turn the page and be like, but, I don't care about personal stuff anymore. I Listen, last night, I think the Leafs, and Sheldon alluded to it in that clip, they played pretty well outside of two rush chances that went in the net. Like the line won at the end of the second period, the breakaway that went through the Russian Bears' feet. And then they didn't get a save. You know, it's kind of the script that the game's been following. They've been play- they, they played well. They controlled the, the, the controlled the play of that game for long stretches. After the first right. 10 minutes of the first That's- period.
That's Columbus. I know. They play, <laughs> they're horrible. I don't think they're that horrible. Oh, my God. I think they're pretty bad. They've they're, won a bunch of games. I don't, oh, stop. Eight, eight of their last ten. Every time, we go into their last the, every time we go into the last 35 games, all these crappy teams start playing well again. They're not the Habs, they're I'm, just, I'm saying. Everything's so excited for next year. It's a load of crap. <laughs> it's a load of crap. Line they look good, though, boys. Yes, because he's a world-class player. Goal scorer. Yeah, he looked good. He's a world-class goal scorer. That He didn't look so good when he Austin Matthews just skated past him and backhanded the puck into the hockey net. Yeah, that wasn't good. Listen, he's not perfect. <laughs> well, okay? that's perfection. He's, just, he's defending he guy. He is one of the best goal scorers in the world. He's a one-dimensional goal scorer, and he excels at his one dimension. Got to be great at something. Right? Well, hey, man, you get paid. He's about to make, but I don't know, $9 when, when million he, or something. When he's so. engaged, when he's engaged yeah. and he's He's in, good right now. He's really good, and he's had some tough times. His father passed away, which a lot of people Forgot didn't about know about that. Actually, that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's – but he seems to be having fun. What does Columbus do? Do they resign him? They have to resign him. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but you're going to have to give him a long-term deal, and he just – he seems like one of those guys. He's, he's up and down. He's, he's, doing, in, he's in, do you want Do you want to give him a year deal? Times eight. You want to give him an eight-year deal to Patrick Line? Yeah. No offense to Patrick yeah. Line. No, no way. But that's what the numbers support. Sure they do. Yes. Guy scored 44 in his second year in the league. Look at his centerman. Boone Jenner. Who? The look captain. At, look at, look, look, He's like, the captain of the Jackets. <laughs> they, they know who he is. Who for the Generals? They have no centerman. How, how's he scoring? They have no playmaking centerman. Front line, one-two punch, no McDavid. Not even a, a Shifley who's starting to go a little bit. There is like he's never got to play with anyone. And they're in Winnipeg. They're like you're they're, a third liner. They're all third That's, liners there. Yeah. No, it's he. It's it's just one of those things. I feel like NHL teams are so quick to say young guy puts up points. Got to get him under term. And it's like maybe look at the individual person first. You know, he's a, he's an interesting cat. I'm not sure that if he suddenly decided he wanted to become a monk or something, it wouldn't blow my mind. Like I. I have to say, just to go back to Labushkin, because I think that's one of the bigger stories of the game, mm-hmm. I noticed him more than I thought I would. And, you know, like, the puck goes I through mean, his legs. hard for him, he was, he was He was on that two-on-one where he jumped over the boards, and all of a sudden he's in the middle of a two-on-one. He defends the pass. Big Played guy. It well. Played it well. Big he's guy. Big the, guy. Big guy. I mean, he was snapping the puck around. He got tripped a couple times. He threw a hit. He, he actually almost threw the biggest hit in the last five years still at least. Do you mean almost got suspended? For yes. <laughs> that was a wild, like that was a guy in his first game with a new team looking to make an impression. Which is good. But I, I that's like. his reputation. I, I think there's something there as a potential and I don't think he's a second pair of guy. I think he's thrust into Definitely the role because Muzzin. Oh guy. my Muzzin, God. Muzzin is not there. He's thrust into that role. But if you're bringing in another guy or Muzzin comes back, I think he has potential to be a really good bottom pair of guy for the least. From he's what every, I saw. He's everything we've been complaining don't they don't have yeah. as a third pair guy. But, like, but, you have a look on your he, face like that. Like talking I'm about wrong. butchers. He, we are not talking about a game-changing guy. Absolutely not. So no way. just good depth guy. Do they want another one? Yeah, possibly. That feels like my concern here. No, they need a surface guy. A they don't need a depth guy. They need a surface guy. They, they need a boat. Yes. I, I honestly, I, I'm concerned that the outcome will be that they get a bunch of you know, what it is attempting to be bunting guys, like guys they can get value out of who maybe are underappreciated rather than someone who's just outright good. You know, and Labushkin maybe is one of those guys, but when you look at Hull and Labushkin, they're you know, different players, but playoff time, boy, 
don't don't mind a guy who's not afraid to get just, engaged. I will say the Labushkin goal against people may kill him for his skating or whatever on that play. You cannot look good in that situation when you got to pivot from a dead start stop and the other guy's yeah. flying. And I Engvall, don't blame his skating there at all. Engvall rimmed it pretty hard. It took a kind of a bounce off the boards quickly through his legs and Bing Bing, it's in your net and you could have driven a Corolla through. Uh, Jack Campbell's five hole in that one, but it was a, it was a tough goal. Still want the bear to get body on Gons and just stand yeah, him up with his down. partner. And go get the puck. Take him down. Yeah. The ongoing question, of course, is Muzzin. Three weeks, four weeks, another month. If it's six or seven, six or seven, or the nine. rest of the season. Yeah. That 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 in itself would handcuff Kyle Dubis. When it when when it's when we speak of going after a guy that Sammy's just alluded to moments ago, and you, how do you how do you think about going into mm-hmm. uh, top four territory if you don't know what you're dealing with with well, Jack Muzzin say, and may not know may not know for say, a, a, quite a while? Let's just say the conversation we had yesterday goes in the favor of Muzzin is still not feeling well in a month. He's not even close. You know, it's a second concussion in this, this half of the year. And they say, you know, Jake, would you think about just giving yourself six more weeks? And Jake says, you know what, boys? I love the Toronto Maple Leafs and I love Stanley Cups. I'll, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit out and I'm going to eat ramen noodles and rest. I'm just going to sit out. Who would you want? Suddenly there's 5.625 in cap space, Kipper. Then what do the Leafs do if all of a sudden they got money to play with like that? Who then? Let's just say Muzzin retires better because I, I I still have a an issue with guys <laughs> mailing it in for the sake of going out and get a guy to replace themselves with. It's just Let's, a bad okay. In bad the perfect precedent. fantasy, it just Let's lines live up in this to be world one weeks. time. Kipper. It's, oh, God. You guys it's are nine brutal. weeks. It just naturally is nine weeks by the grace of God. And the money is free in there. Who's the fit for the Leafs? Last night, Elliot mentioned JT Miller. He's not a defenseman. How about Marc-Andre Fleury? Boom. Okay, you, you gave me a forward and you gave me a goalie. <laughs> Do you know what the issues are with the Toronto Maple Leafs? It's the blue line. JT Miller is not your top priority. Ooh, it's a nice luxury item, oh, isn't it? Oh, he's not helping. Because he can't horses play back there. defense. You need defensemen. How about this? We get JT Miller in. <laughs> I'm just going to derail the whole, whole show. All right. Do you want to trade Willie then? No, 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 no. Let's stay on your JT Miller for a second, okay? Right. Trade Willie then? Look at me, okay? <laughs> JT Miller is coming in, and he's, you know, he thinks very highly of himself. Big fan. Yeah. Miller's a big Miller fan. B- M- Miller's a big Miller fan. Yeah. First power play, who's coming off? Well, Bill, when I just traded him. No, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Get a siren I mean, I don't... ready for that. Right. <laughs> you, you, you're moving Willie Nylander for JT Miller? Not four. Ah, that frees up some money, though, doesn't it? Different Stay type of player. Stay with me here. Stay with me. What's the deal? I have to concoct this, this full thing? This is, I'm living in fantasy land here. Don't make me push into reality. Okay, in reality, JT Miller joins the team. You have that. He's just an ad with no Jake, Jake Muzzin. I mean, you can just an ad. Yeah. You could trade a first and. No, 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 that's not. Okay. Then I'll put Vancouver would ask for Willie Nylander back. They would. He's a frontline guy. I'd make that trade. Mm -mm. 
Miller's got one year left at five million, roughly. Listen, live, after this season, I will live in. You the, got two million cap space on top of that to play with. I'll live in the Willie trade world with you for a second here. I'll okay. live in it. I know it's a very scary world to live in that gets a lot of bad response, but I'll live in that world with you. Okay. If you are doing that trade with him, I want something other than like you can't trade him for another forward. The whole issue has always been the defense, like Thank Kipper you. said. Thank if you. you're trading William Nylander, doing yeah. the thing that we've talked about for <laughs> seven years here, okay, and you don't trade him for a defenseman, that would be no. an extremely well, tough Well, in the, my fantasy land that you're living in me with, I am trading uh, like a first in Robertson for Miller or okay. something like that. And then you're, you're saying now we have enough on the wings. we got a feistier winger. If we mm-hmm. traded Willie, now we can supplement the back end. I don't know. I'm just moving peace around, boys. Mm. Like, you know, this is... this. When you are in the front office, they kick around all plausible scenarios. It's a, it's a conversation. It just goes back to my original opening on the show. It just, it goes against their beliefs and their principles. They've loved Willie. They've know, said from the get-go, they're not trading them. They promised they wouldn't trade them when they signed them. Mm-hmm. It is... It is waving the white flag on what you believed in for years. Your core philosophy. Okay. Is it and better he, to stay dug in on the wrong thing? They, it's a great question. Yes. The answer is yes, because he did double down. They lost. They were humiliated. One of the worst defeats in Leaf history to drop three games to the Montreal Canadiens. And Kyle doubled down on his Quadruple. belief yeah. on this core group, which includes Willie. I can tell you this about ego. I think that they're going down swinging with this core. I don't think the things I'm talking about are going to happen. I, I'm with you, Kipper. They double yes. down. I think that even if it fails, they would rather go down the way that they believe. That's believed. why JT Miller may, you know, excite Leaf fans. But it is not within what Kyle Dubas has been preaching all along. You see JT Miller yelling at Timothy Lilligren on the bench. Oh, yeah. Why don't we have any defensemen on this team? Um, You're the reason, JT. So how about this? What about a goalie? Because the elephant in the room here that we haven't talked about in 26 minutes is that the Leafs are dead last, 31st in the NHL in five-on-five save percentage since the start of December. Is that good? <laughs> dead last. Oh and my I got full bail on Jack Campbell. This is unbelievable. Boys, boys, Mark Andre Fleury listen, says, "Listen, shoot, pulling. Listen, <laughs> goaltending has broken my brain. Clearly. I hate goalies. Goalies are the worst thing. They just terrify me from all. They, I was. It's gotten to the point where I was not a Jack Campbell fan. He's tricked me, hoodwinked me. I came on the radio and said they should give him six million for six years. He's Cujo, and now he can't stop a puck. <laughs> so I'm broken." And I can't have this season be sewered by bad goaltending. And right now, it's amazing they've been as good as they have been since December with the goaltending they've been getting. But now it's really reared its ugly head. Every shot's going in. Do they worry about they worry about goaltending, yeah. but do they address it? Would that ever be something they would do? Jack Campbell makes $1.25 million. Is that correct? correct. That is correct. No, then, is the answer. Like, that's not, you're not going to allocate other you're, resources there uh, to a guy you, who's 920 save percentage on the year, whatever. He's 915 now. You I don't know. are all in. And I don't want to take the focus off of Jack. We will still get into Jack. But just take a look around the league, guys, and tell me, outside of Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky, who isn't concerned about their goaltending that think that they can win the Stanley Cup this year? Tell me. 
Florida's concerned. No, you're right. Carolina's not sure about Freddie. He hasn't done it before. St. Louis is concerned Louis, with Bennington. Go with? Uh, Vegas is concerned. Colorado, gun to their heads, probably concerned. Hey. Good point. So that's just the business. And you're scared. Again, you're <laughs> always worried unless you have Vasilevsky days. I'm, I'm watching Patrick Liney last night come down a thousand miles an hour in the middle of the ice and in OT or and the other time. Shoot a absolute dart. At Jack Campbell. And the whole time I'm thinking, think about the last five or ten years and and the, le- the league philosophy where it's like, we need more goals. What else can we do to create more goals? What have they done for the goalies other than dump on them? They don't give a crap about goalies. No one does. Me included. And, and that, that's why there's no goalies. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it, like, there's, no, there's nothing in the system that that has protected them or helped them it's always been to strip them down and create more offense and i think it's i think it's got a lot to do with why so many teams are having goaltending issues goaltending save percentage is starting to tick down it is yeah it, across the we, league. we saw it creep up to what 920 930 there's 915 is a league average for a while, which is insane, insanely high. And uh, it was 914, 913. I so, don't know. It might be 910 as, this year. As much as you want to dump on the Leafs, both of those guys since, what, uh, all-star break, December basically? 1st. December 1st. All right, December 1st. Yep. Um, there's there's a lot of it going around the league. Yeah. But that, uh, you they know, are Mrazic's second last team. I, there's 32 teams now, right? So they're, they're second last, I yeah. guess. So I don't know who's in last, but yeah. But, and saying that, Jack... You can't be the second best goalie on the ice last night when the guy across is Barubi. Yeah, the the Leafs just lost to Barube and Montembeau back to back. You can't. Yeah. Anyway, should we listen to Jack? Did he talk about us? Do we? Have, we I see we have a clip here. Sure. I, I haven't heard it. Let's hear it. They just shot and they beat me, and it's not acceptable on my part. And should have won three nothing or whatever. And um, yeah, just move on. <laughs> he should have won no, no, three no. nothing. We should win 82 games. They should have been minus one. They should have somehow subtracted a goal. <laughs> I mean, those line A rippers, well, I, I mean, those are from the slot. Patrick line A right under the bar. I have no, no blame either of those. Yeah, no blame. Just move on. <laughs> and that's <laughs> like it's, that actually. We can always nitpick on, on the choice words that he uses, but I like the fact that the last one, let's just move on. It, it, there's less kind of. Down in the dumps. Well, there, there is there's less it's, spending it's a better time tone. in the dumps. There's, there's better but he tone. Still shivved himself in the heart and then just pulled it out quicker. I feel like it was a. I'm the worst person yeah, in the world. Listen, Let's he's, move he's, on. He's a perfectionist. He expects a shutout every night. So kind of reminds me of someone who's fishing for compliments. Oh, you're not bad, Jack. Don't give yourself. No, such a hard I don't time. get that sense. I <laughs> no? don't get. No, I don't. No, Jack. Don't no. be Jack. You're great. You're no, great. Don't I, talk like that about yourself. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's who he is. Oh, okay, you think it is perfectionism? Do you get that sense, Sammy? He's fishing for compliments. I don't. I I just don't think, I think that he, he has a he, sense of anything. He's just mad at himself. Just when falling he out to, of his mouth. I really don't know if. I think he's just got this this bar that is just. I don't know if he'll ever achieve it. That's a tough way to it's go through life. So high. I'm just in general. That's a tough way to live. Why? Well, did a pretty good job for 35 games to start yeah, the season. Yeah, that's true. He's done okay in his life in general. So, yeah, you maybe know. he's holding himself to a high bar. Now, I thing. know we've gone back and forth. I said, you know, 
He keeps going, gets to a conference final, the number six. You said yeah. four and a half. We should have a bar in much, here from one to ten, and, then, and every day let's move it to his yearly worth. And then <laughs> and then there's uh, the Pittsburgh Penguin win, and you're like, you're going to give it to me the next day. And I'm like, no, because it could turn like that. Yeah. And and it has. That's It may go this to be way clear, for the he next wasn't little bad while. last night. No, he was not bad. I mean, Gaunce is on a breakaway. It's line A twice. You know, you're not going to kill him. Listen, Frederick Anderson essentially got run out of town at the end of the year. It was it was tough to who would do a thing like that. And uh, yeah, you, Sammy, <laughs> Sammy, did and it by he still got four and a half. That's true. Uh, when you look at goalie value around the, around the league, so you know what else works in Jack Campbell's favor? It's not just this small sample or this season. You pull out to his whole career, which I don't know. He's probably at a hundred games now. Um, he's a nine ten. 9-10, that's very good. You know, that's starter caliber, I, I would say. So, uh, you know, it, my doubt in Jack Campbell, to, to go back to your point, Sammy, about do they need to go get Marc-Andre Fleury? I didn't even... I, I know, I know what you mean, though. But, do they? Is it someone else? No, Jack's your guy. Jack is the guy, even if he's garbage from now till playoffs, you just hope he finds it again. You know, if they want to move Mrazek and bring in you some understand other... You by the way. He's a, in 123 games play, he's got a 9-18. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Wow. Yep. So there you go. What? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, he's a guy. So. Capital G. And it, this is how much goaltending's broken my brain. That I'm advocating for Marc-Andre Fleury, who is one of the most, you know, guys in my life that I. Unstable player goaltenders in history. Least, like, <laughs> t- terrifies me in any big game. And now I'm like, ah, maybe they should bring him in. I don't know. Just make a save, please. So. When it matters. To bring it to it's, OT last night, there was an interesting play. The, uh, the Spezza goal. Are you okay to turn the page to that? No, yeah, absolutely. Did you think it was a kick? I think I had it right at a 50-50 call. Just the most difficult decision I think I've ever seen. I'm okay with the the goal counting. Sammy did not think 50-50 in the group chat. Clear kick. (laughs) We've seen how many. He had it 100-0. How how many kicks have we seen? And it's like, oh, this one's a kick. This one's not a kick. The, it was just as much he, of a he, kick as the Matthews one a few weeks ago. He was digging in the ice. The only that that works in his favor that yes. he was angling, right? That's right. There's he there's snow that comes up as in his foot is on the ice, so that worked in the favor. So, Sammy, to your point, he swings his foot at the hockey puck. Yeah, like his foot moved towards the puck and the accelerated puck hit into the net. and went through the goalie's legs, right? And went in. All those things. Are I correct. got. I, 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 my first sense was he's trying to control the puck. At least get it up to his stick and towards the goalie yes. into the area where good things can happen. Yeah, and uh, either way, it could have gone either way, and uh, it's just one of those at, at this point you just accept the call. Well, called that way on the ice. If it's called no goal, I think they keep it no goal. Agree. I, you know, that's... definitely did not see distinct, and that's the key word in all of this. I, I did not see distinct. We all get wrapped up because you go, well, what about that one goal? And if you showed them all back to back to back, there might be some real discrepancy in what counts and what doesn't. But it, for what they're trying to do, I can see that Spez is trying to control a puck, move it up to the stick. And if it, you know, he takes a swing at it and very nearly touches it, which I think helps makes his case that he wasn't just punting it in the net. It wasn't dangerous. I don't know. All right. One more before we go to break. Um, just watching... Uh, how uh, maybe frustrated is the word for John Tavares a little oh, bit man. here. But, um, you know, as I said earlier in the show, I love Sheldon Cle- uh, Keefe going to his clips. 
Uh, this one will be my favorite clip of the year. No question about it. <laughs> okay. when, when Sheldon describes how hardworking J, uh, John uh, uh, Tavares is, JT. Tavares is getting his chances, and to Elliot's point, he's working his bag <laughs> off out there. That's been consistent with JT all the way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like, Sammy. Would sorry, you, wrong clip. Would, would you agree that Tavares was working his scrotum off? <laughs> oh, my God. Would, would you agree with that? <laughs> oh, God. I don't hey. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I mean, you know, I never think of the phrase working his bag off in the context of the literal definition of what I'm saying. It's a hockey oh, term. I think you thought you were on the real Kipper and Born show last night. There. You're on TV. I like, caught myself like 10 seconds later. I was I like, you probably can't say I, that, huh? I you actually think? was watching that live. Yeah. And the hardest I laughed because I, you said it. And I, I, I didn't really think twice about it. And then you were like continuing on your point. And you're like, can I say that on TV? And I was like, <laughs> can you say that on TV? There's a lot now, of uncertainty. If, if you were covering like a, a women's game, like how would you have described that? <laughs> that's a great question. Well, uh, <laughs> all of my answers, I don't want to say anything. That's I'm just not gonna. I'm just. Uh, I wouldn't describe it like that. I guess would be my answer. Honestly, though, <laughs> it means hockey bag, the bag you carry to the ring. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's sure. That's the one you wheel in. Off your yes, yes working his bag off. Uh, <laughs> working his bag off. <laughs> In fairness, was the analysis wrong? No. He was trying really hard. He was oh. putting in a good effort out there. Oh. I just I just didn't like the, the the level of frustration at a 1-1 game. I don't want my goalie whacking his stick against the crossbar in yeah. frustration. I do not want to see my captain show that type of uh frustration i'm torn on I that just... because he's a hockey robot and i get sick of like don't you have yeah. these feelings don't you get high and low like i i don't know yeah but don't let yeah don't let 18 other guys see that because it's not it's one one you're in the game things are still going well it's not about your cookie it's God, not. Starving. I, I'm sorry. He's starving. I know. He was all and, over and, and last listen, night, man. I, I, all over. I've played from minor hockey to the pros. I get it. Those guys need their goals. They need their stats. They're, they, they've been programmed their whole lives to feel like it is validation for me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not getting the goals, then I'm not doing my job. But you can't show that as a captain to the rest of your team. I almost feel like it's intentional to like let people know I'm trying here guys. Like it's just not going. I'm getting close. I'm getting chances like it's it's out of character for him to do that and it fishing that, fishing that, for compliments. Maybe he's fishing. <laughs> is he <laughs> this fishing? is my new claim with guys. He had he had two last night though. The one where he like caught it in rhythm in the slot and he shot it over the net. That's very out of character. Very out of character. And then the one where he's in the hash marks again goes low blocker hard snapper and a goalie who's made two starts since 2017 stones him. But you know what it's like. Both you know what it's like in any game when you're starting to squeeze your stick and you just want it so bad and it's just like he's, you're starting to beat him up and get more He needs one off over. his butt. He he's, does. He's, he's a slumber. He's right produced here. his he whole life. He needs one off his bag. That's <laughs> <laughs> he actually got hit in the bag later in the third period. <laughs> you would almost wonder if, if even if you went to minor hockey, when was the... When was 10 the, games now? When He had has, a 17 he, gamer as a rookie. For the Islanders, yeah, that's what I mean. So you got to go way back. It's been a long time. It's been a long time where he's he's ever felt this frustrated. And I said, 
you know, maybe you have to go back to like minor hockey to find out a stretch that long. And, and now you're telling me in his rookie year, which but, is what, 15 years ago but, now? But, I don't even, but, yeah, but, been a long but he's time. 18 years old. Like yeah. you're not supposed to point. score at uh, what, what 18 year old comes in, even if you're the first pick overall and doesn't go through a stretch of 15, 20 games where it's not going well. Right. Yeah, so no, this, you can understand is, why it's boiling And over. now on top of that, he nobody has to remind him he's making eight, uh, $11 million a year. That's very true. He is very aware, I'm sure, of what his commitment is to the city and what he's supposed to produce. And it's also a reminder that if, if they're struggling, Willie and him, how good Matthews and Marner and Bunting have been to kind of carry this thing right now. Yeah. I feel like for the Toronto hockey media and for these guys, goals are like garlic to a vampire. Like, it's just like they hold the media at bay. Every time you score, you know, you can go at least three games without having to hear it. And now it's just like everyone's all over the guy every game now. Every shift, we're watching him until he scores. At the moment, and we got to go to break here for Billy Guerin, but at the moment, they're a one-line team offensively. Not defensively, because I think their third line is pretty elite defensively and they do a lot of good things. But offensively, at right now, they are a one-line team. And I don't know how much longer Keith can keep running them out there the way they're constituted. I feel like there's got to be some sort of switch up at some point. No? Yeah. Agreed. Okay. We, we did not get into uh, how good that line really is right now. And bunting, like you say what you will. Uh, oh, that, that, that pass. Was, oh, my God. How many guys can make that play Marner made in the world? Like two. three. Yeah, maybe three. Four. Maybe, but we'll save that for uh, maybe later on in the week and, and really break down how good they've been. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. Billy Guerin, general manager of the Minnesota Wild. They are in town. Guys, drop games to Montreal and Columbus, and now you got uh, Minnesota waiting for you, who, by the way, lost to Ottawa, so you know they'll be a little extra hungry tomorrow night. They're built like Working a his bag team. off. Working his bag off. <laughs> Billy Guerin after the break. You're listening to Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, solving the world hockey problems, one <laughs> sure. show at a time. Well, not really. No, not at all, actually. You know who can help us solve? Billy Guerin, general manager of the Minnesota Wild. He joins us now. Billy, thanks for joining us. And uh, just wondering, are, are you on the road or are you too busy working the phones? No, I'm on the road. I was, I was just listening to you. I was going to ask you guys. To help me solve some problems. <laughs> <laughs> All we do, keep doing is going around in a circle. So radio is. Oh, we just you, talking. You, you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, how are things overall? I, you guys are right in there in the thick of things. Um, I don't know if if the hockey world looks at Minnesota and says, "Yeah, they're they're right up there with the big boys," but you guys aren't too far off if you're not. Yeah, I mean, hey, look. Uh, we we like our team and um, we can't control what other people say about us or how they view us we think we're as good as anybody else and you know what when we play our game and we stick to our our identity and and what makes us good I, I think we can we're like we're like some other teams or most teams in this league when you're playing well you can beat anybody and this league's so good and there's so much 
parity right now. Anybody can beat you on any given night. So you always, more than ever, you have to be on top of your game each and every night. And, um, you know, that that's just the way we are. But I like our team. You know, what? one of the things you guys do so well is something I don't think the Minnesota Wild had been associated with for years and years is, is just scored a ton of goals. I think you're second or third in the NHL. Is this a surprise for you that you guys are so dangerous offensively, or do you kind of know that you guys had it within you? No, I, I think if you go go down our lineup, you, you see some some individuals that are, are capable of putting up big numbers. Um, you know, I, I think it just it helps that uh, – you know, look at the Ryan Hartmans of the world. The Marcus Felinos are, are having, you know, uh, Eric Sinek. They're having career years offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy, guys like Zuccarello and Kaprizov have created a, a real nice chemistry together. And then the addition of Matt Boldy and putting him with, with uh, Kevin Fiala has really taken off. So, um, you know, we're, we're getting some scoring from a lot of places. And, you know, you even see guys in our, our, our role players are chipping in and they got – you know, five, six, seven goals each. And, um, you know, it's it's nice to have the, the depth that we do and, and the balance to our lineup. Um, Bill, when it comes to, like, uh, building a team, and, and you've done it for the first time as a, a general manager in Minnesota, from the get-go, is it all about the, the team that you envision to win four rounds, to win a best of seven? Because there there are two thoughts, is that, before I get there, I got to I gotta build a team that can get me in the playoffs. And we know how difficult that is in itself. Some teams, it's, it's a hell of an accomplishment. Only half the league gets into the playoffs now. But overall, from the, the moment you started this, what did you envision uh, as a roster? Well, you know what? I, I, I really want our team to be able to play play it any way you want. If you want to play a, a skill game, we can do that. If you want to play a tough physical kind of a back alley game, we can do that. Um, you know, I want, our, our, I expect our team to be able to play our best hockey in the most uncomfortable environment. That's where you have to get to if you want to succeed in the playoffs. But yeah, getting to the playoffs is one thing. Succeeding in the playoffs is another. And that's something that, that our organization has to do. We have to take a step in the postseason, and you know, uh, you know, we'd we'd like to start doing that now and, and competing for the Stanley Cup on a regular basis. But um, yeah, easier said than done. But I I, I think our, our team this year is putting us in a, a good position for the playoffs and and to hopefully make some noise when we get there. Bill, Marcus Foligno's been in the NHL for, I think, 11 years now. His career high in goals prior to this was 13 in an 80-game season. He's got 17 in 44 games. I think he's got a career high in penalty minutes this year. Like, every time I watch your guys' highlights, Foligno's up to something. Has something changed in terms of opportunity for him? The stars just seem to have lined. He's just such an effective piece for you guys. Yeah, I, I think over the last couple of years, um, you know, he, he's earned more opportunity. I think uh, with that, he's, he's, he's gained confidence, um, you know, and I, I think he's just worked at his game. And, and you know, Marcus Foligno, is, uh, he's, he's a guy that means everything to this team. He's extremely popular with his, with his teammates, within the community, within the organization. We love the way he plays, and um, he's, he's a big-time leader on our team. So it's good to see him. Uh, you know, when he plays his game, he's, he's really, really effective. He's, he's good in front of the net, and, you know, it's no surprise that's where he gets most of his goals. 
We're joined with Billy Guerin, general manager of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Bill, when it comes to uh, the trade deadline, everybody's always looking uh, at, at possible uh, scenarios where they improve their club. But where does that come between maybe uh, adding a guy that uh, you know has skill, but yes, could mess with the chemistry of the team? I, I think that's the fine line um, that that we've really got to you know take a look at and uh, you know just decide if we want to cross it or not. I mean. Right now, like I, like I said earlier, I like the depth of our team. You know, we've got four lines that can score. We've got four lines that can play against anybody, and and we we really like that. So, in order for us to add, it's going to have to be really something that that works for us because, um, you know, and th- this group of guys is is is, you know, fantastic. They genuinely like each other and get along and enjoy playing for each other. So. Um, you know, like I said, if something comes along, it's really got to be something that can help us. I, I, I just like this team too much to really break it up. That's today. That's today. I don't know what's going to happen two weeks from now or three weeks. From now. <laughs> well, that that brings me up to to my next point because you certainly made a a, a bold and yet probably tough decision with the the buyouts of Parise and and Ryan Suter and the ultimate price is. Uh, Dead money, as as they say, next year at twelve point seven, and I think four point or fourteen point seven the next two years. How do you go into this trade deadline thinking that ultimately that that has to be in the back of your mind? How that affects? Does that limit you in terms of uh, contracts that you can get back or giving up prospects who might be good entry level deals coming in in the next few years? Where's that play into the overall philosophy? Yeah, it. it- I mean, we, we definitely um, have to look forward all the time. It's it's just something that we can't ignore. We knew we were putting ourselves in this position. We don't regret it one bit. Um, but it but it's real, and we have to be you know we have to be aware of it all the time. We can't just do whatever we want because we know we do have a, a cap crunch coming in the next three years, and um, you know that that's just our world uh, for the next couple of years and. And we're okay with it, and our, our owner's okay with it, and um, I, I think we'll be okay through it. It's just going to take a little extra planning, and um, you know, we just might not be able to do all the things that we want to do. When you look around your uh, your division, I mean, there's a lot of good hockey teams, Colorado and St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas, Winnipeg. I mean, really a lot of teams that could be playoff teams and contenders. Um who in the division do you see as uh, sort of a, a front runner or your guys' direct competition? I know Colorado has a sizable lead, but um, you know where do you guys fit in the mix? Do you think in that central? Yeah, I was going to say, well, definitely not Colorado. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, I mean they're listen, they're 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 a fantastic team. They, yeah. They've been playing great hockey all year. They're they're an exciting, fun team to watch too. Um, and they're a handful when you play against them, but right. uh, I I do I do think we're in one of the more competitive divisions in the game right now. Um, there there are no there are no nights off. There are no easy games. It just it, it's you, we have to be on our toes. So honestly, in, in this you know the the second half of the year, we're going to have to be on every night and. Um, you know, because, I mean, you guys know how things are. If there's injuries, if there's, you know, whatever, you go through a bad stretch, it can really affect your, your you know, your playoff spot or whether you're in or you're out. 
Um, there's too many good teams to to take it lightly. So, I mean, you know, you got St. Louis in there too. That's a, a really good season team. They they know what they're doing. It's you know, Nashville's been playing real well. It's uh, it's a tough division. We know when it comes to goaltending, uh, Cam Talbot's done a nice job with a veteran presence. Uh, and you know, overall, Billy, we were talking uh, earlier in the show that uh, it, it might be hard to look back in recent history and see so many contending teams still maybe have a little bit of a question mark in net. And I'm just wondering why uh, is it, is it because the, the league's been skewed towards the shooter over the last few years, opening up more opportunities for goals, but like, what is it with, with so many questionable uh, teams that should be contending yet? There's a little bit of an unknown. Well, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I think it's obviously it's a it's a extremely difficult position. It's there's a lot of pressure on it, and I think today too the just the grind that they that the goalies have to go to really wears on them. And I think you see a lot of teams going to the the one A one B type setup because it's just it's just so much. We can't expect the goalies to to carry the workload that they have in the past. I mean that's kind of what we believe here. And, you know, we're, we're fortunate to have two, uh, you know, two goalies that we really believe in, you know, one in Cam Talbot, who's a, like you said, a, you know, a seasoned veteran. Um, he's been around and then a younger guy in Kapokokkanen that, that has played, you know, fantastic this year. So again, it goes back to the balance of our team and they, they give us, they give us a chance to win each and every night. And um, it's just a, it's a really tough position. I mean, I don't, I don't know why anybody would start to play goalie in the first place. <laughs> no. But in this day, in this day and age, it's it's extremely tough. And uh, Bell, just last one for me here, coming into to Toronto. What, um, you know, what are your thoughts on where the Toronto Maple Leafs are at? This team they have here, obviously, lots of lots of talent. Can't quite get over the hump in the postseason. Well, what do teams talk about when they come in to play the Leafs? Well, you better be sharp. I mean, they have they have. Uh, some extremely high-powered offensive guys that, um, you know, if you start turning pucks over, if you start getting uh, kind of loose in your own end, they, they'll make you pay. Um, they're just too high-powered uh, for you to be loose like that. And, you know, they've been getting good goaltending all, all season. Um, you know, they're, they're just a good team, and, and you have to be ready to go. Hey, before I let you go, I got to ask you about those Minnesota winter storms. We've been complaining about the snow here. Are, are, are you a heated driveway guy, Bill Guerin? I used to be. I used to be. What I, but no, no, not. I'm not a heated driveway guy. <laughs> Shovel. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 scary when it's 25 degrees out, and you're like, oh man, I only need a sweater. You well, know, now, like I wake up and it's minus 15. It's, you know, Fahrenheit. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it is. But you know what? The people there, they it's, it's amazing. It doesn't slow anybody down. Everybody's out riding bikes or walking, running, ice fishing, doing whatever. With a little. It doesn't slow anybody down. With a little wild fever as well. Uh, hopefully spring yeah. will come yeah. uh, close enough for us and we can get into the real season, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hey, Bill Guerin, thanks for doing this. Guys, thanks. Good catching up with you. Billy Guerin, general manager of the Minnesota Wild. They are going to come in big and heavy tomorrow night. And, you know, it's interesting how he described his team. 
can play it anyway. Yes. Back alley game and making it an uncomfortable environment. And just to kind of bring full circle back to the the talk that we had earlier with the Leafs, they are going to beat you with skill, but they, they cannot beat you back alley and they cannot beat you, making you uncomfortable. They're going to have to do it putting the puck in the net and outskilling you. Yeah, Marcus Foligno, obviously one of those guys for them, but Joel Eriksson-Eck can play it pretty tough. Jordan Greenway, uh, pretty physical dude. You know, they they just kind of have these guys all throughout their lineup that can do it but also can play. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't take their top-end skill over the Leafs, I don't think, but, boy, there's a lot to like I, about the way they're constructed. The best game of the year this year, I think, uh, for the Leafs was that, yeah. that Saturday night against the Wild. It was an awesome game. It went to a shootout, which sucks, uh, if I remember correctly. So went to the skills comp. But yeah. it was great. Physical. Both teams were flying. It was, I think, 3-3 game. It was a really great game. That was the next night was the the melee in Winnipeg. The Jets, yeah, that weekend. We actually really liked it. I think yeah. they, they took one of four points that weekend. Do we you think them. if the Leafs yeah. had more games like that, they they gained a little confidence to, to kind of go down that more often? Like, I... I'm watching Engva last night. Did you see the scrum? Did you see him go up a, a little bit? But yeah, he still did nothing. He still was so terrible. It just looks to me. It's a better look for Engvall to get into a scrum every once in oh, a while. Yeah. God, what I wouldn't give for him to do it once a game. Like that was so. Him even standing there and getting like yes. pushed was like, oh my god. Like, oh, oh my that god, six five and yeah, carved like, from granite. He is. You know? I got the sickest body in the league. Like, <laughs> how is he not fighting? Minnie's got like four or five of those guys. Yeah. And listen, I think the Leafs are less equipped. I mean, I know I don't want to throw the chum out to you, Kipper, but right now they're less equipped to play in a get that style of game. With you know, like they had that weekend with the Wild in Winnipeg. You know, there's no Richie. There's no. Uh, there's no Clifford anymore. Simmons hasn't been as physical as he was earlier in the season. They're they're not as equipped to play that type of game right now as they were so at that Simmons time. Simmons happy with his role. He's playing like eight minutes a night, and he's effective in his time. I think. Yeah, I, that's a tough one. I, I'm sure when he signed the contract that he was given some sort of maybe Keith doesn't love it right now. I don't know, but he doesn't play a lot. He really doesn't play a lot. Uh, I. I... Jason Spetz has done everything that's been asked of. He goes out there at, at the end of the game. He's only played what last night? 11, 10? Sounds right, yeah. And, that's usual for him. And, and, and finds a way to score a goal and get a point. This guy's so good. Right? For, for the money he makes and the minutes he plays, but, so effective. But here's my chum that you just threw at me. Mm-mm. He's been programmed his whole life to be a front-line guy. And yeah, but he's adjusted. He's he's he'll punch you. Yeah, no, he's adjusted the best. No, of uh, the the results are there. the The offense is there, but, but he's not acting like a true number four. He's acting like a skilled guy who's asked to play in this position, and, and still the Leafs are doing, and still go out there and try to make the extra move every once in a while. And he's got he's got toe drag in him, and sometimes it oh, works, yeah. and sometimes it gets turned over. Whereas just a fourth line mentality is, no, get it in deep. I would never try right, the but, moves but their bet, that he does. But their bet is that, they will Times are changing. Yeah. He didn't Times even, are changing, he didn't and they think they can 10. do it this way. They, he didn't even play 10 minutes last night, 9.53. Really? They, they think that you don't have to do it the way where you just bank yeah. it off the boards. And it, is it going to work? Well, <laughs> I don't know, but it's the bet they've made. And, and Simmons, again, uh, another guy that's 
like there was a real good stretch not too too long ago where he was like one of the better power forwards in the game yeah power play specialist now to ask him to do seven minutes a night and and go out and fight and muck it up every night. I would hate it's that a if hard I were him, like, to go out there for eight minutes and then be the guy who's supposed to go fight someone. Like, Dude, barely I've barely engaged been, in the game. Yeah, I've been yeah. choosing between blue and red Gatorade on the bench. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I got to go be angry. But that that's what Billy Garen described on his team, back alley stuff. But we're talking about this, like Minnesota's got it better. Like the Leafs have a higher winning percentage. You know, like would you rather be the team that... Can do it back alley, but isn't doesn't win as much. What, what wins in the playoffs? Leafs in, Mon- well, Le- Leafs in Minnesota in the Tampa first Bay round. Just won two Stanley Cups. I don't think of them as a back alley team. Oh, you got, six, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. They beat you. Guys. No, they beat you hard. They were physical. They to me, they won back alley. They won exactly the way Billy Guerin said. Any way you want. The, That's I, what I saw out of Tampa Bay. The last five years in goals for Tampa Bay was first, 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 second, and eighth. They yeah. go. They, they go. score. They go. They go. But they also have, you know, Maroon and Barkley Goodrow and the, all these guys in the yeah. bottom six. That I'm not saying the Leafs have what Tampa you has. Think, in that you think department. the Leafs could beat Tampa or Leafs could beat Minnesota in a best of seven? Yeah. 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 I do. I do. I do too. I think, yeah, they could. They could. The power play could beat them. I, I think there's. The I think Maple Minnesota's could beat anybody in a. I think they're series. taking a big chunk of skin off of them too. Yeah, like if okay. Toronto gets by Minnesota, they're not coming out. They're, they're coming, coming out, out limp. limping. Yeah, that's I what I think. With, I agree with that. All right, we got we got we got a four ten guest. We got we got Mike up. McKenna, yeah. who's going to solve all of Sammy's issues with yeah. goaltending. Yeah, right. That's deep seated. I think it'll go to Toronto Maple Leafs, and also Darren Pang. Former NHL goalie and hockey analyst on TNT. He'll come around uh, this hour as well.